Welcome to a Spoonful of Sugar podcast with Pam and Amy. We're two friends living in the Midwest with our hubbies and kids. We're living our lives and dreaming of Disney. Join us as we discuss all things Walt Disney World and our love of Disney. morning out there in podcastville this is pam we got amy we are ready for a spoonful of sugar podcast we are so ready and the rays of sunlight are filtering through we're feeling the warmth feeling the love can actually see some of the sun today which is saying something oh saying a lot saying so much now you know where this was not a problem was in Disney World, where, if you remember, we left off last week with your friend Angela down there with her family having the fantastic time, and I'm sure it was considerably warmer than it is here. Yeah, that is a good transition. I like how you just <laughs> did that. <laughs> Why, thank you. It's all my professional training, you know? Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So as you were saying, this is going to be part two, continuation yes. on Angela's trip. Fabulous. Which was awesome. But before we go there... Mm-hmm. We have our own little icebreaker. We do. So Pam. Yes. Random icebreaker for the day. Yeah. Is because the sun is shining, let's think of summer. Let's think of carnivals. (laughs) You see my transition? I don't think this is as strong as mine. Hey now. There's a little sun in the sky. Carnivals. (laughs) That was a good, strong transition. Come on now. Okay. 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 All right. Um, All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking carnivals, sister. If you say so. I say so. Okay. So, Pam, tell me, what's your favorite thing to do at a carnival? I'm going to make you go first. You thought of this thing. You have to go first. Okay. Man, you just flipped the table on me there. I did. I I get to do that. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. So, I have to say, I live in Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. and we have the Wisconsin State Fair, which is like carnival Uh, to the max. That is. You guys should come up, because it is awesome. Mm. It is the best. Now... You've got your carnival rides. You've got your carnival games. Well, let yes. me tell you where it's at, Pam, is carnival food. That, yep. That's yep. what I'm all about. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a little tricky for me because I do have celiac, so I have to be very careful with what yeah. I eat. Yeah. But let me tell you, my family goes bonkers. They have deep fried everything. Yes. Deep fried Oreos, deep fried Snickers, deep fried whatever. I can't have the deep fried, which mm-hmm. is sad. Mm-hmm. But do you know what I can have? Those giant corns on the corn on the cobs. Oh, yeah. With all the good like yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. Or they have giant turkey legs. So mm. delish. Cotton candy. Mm-hmm. You can never go wrong. And there's this ice cream booth that has all different flavors of ice cream. Swirly, Yummy. twirly. You can get any combination you want. It is so good. <laughs> You're missing the hand motions here, people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I talk here. with my hands. <laughs> I love it. I so, love yes, it. carnival food is where I'm at. Pam, now you go. Okay. Well, I'll take you back long ago into the little Pam childhood. My mother was from rural Iowa, and my grandmother at some point moved to, quote, town, (laughs) Um, which is, you know, a town of about, like, 3,500 at that point. So, I mean, there's certainly smaller ones. So, decent-sized town named Monticello, Iowa, 
and we'd always go back and visit grandma during the summer of course this is what one does and we'd especially want to go around mid-july mm -hmm. because that's when they would bring in the great jones county fair what that sounds was, amazing which was there in the monticello fairgrounds and that was so fun people would come in for fair and you'd ride the rides and that was the very first place where i ever in my life tasted root beer and oh. i was like because somebody handed me a cup and i thought oh, i was like you know it's dark soda it must be like a coke or something and i tasted it it's like what is this magical elixir <laughs> right yes <laughs> so very fond memories of the great jones county fair from my childhood now as an adult i'm like meh meh carnivals we oh have, pam i mean we have a local like basically a back to school carnival mm -hmm. that comes to our town every week like the week or right around when school begins and i go because of my kids because they love the carnival and that kind of thing i'm just like hey i go to disney world now <laughs> oh pam it's because it's it's because it's like carnival taken up like the bazillionth degree is disney world yeah you know? you're spoiled we I all am. know oh, please y'all know how many times did you go last year woman <laughs> don't be giving me this talk that's why i'm cut off pam and you know the disney You've been a co-host of a Disney World podcast for how many years now? <laughs> this is episode 151. That is insane. Yeah, so you can't be giving me any grief. Okay, yeah? okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm. come to the Wisconsin State Fair because I think I'll like renew that spark of mm -hmm. like carnival fun. And we can go down the really big slide together. Ooh. It's like a 10-story... Well, I think I'm making that up. But it's a really big... It's just called the fun slide. Is it one of those where you sit on like the like feed a, bag or something? Yes. Uh-huh. And it has like some bumps. So you yeah, go yeah, down. yeah. It's that so much fun. Well, I have never done a state fair. I've okay. done, as I said, the Great Jones County Fair. Okay. But I'm waiting for my state fair inauguration. Girl, it's this summer. You Love and it. me. We're going to go. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay, so it sounds like you had a lot of things planned, ready to go. You did all your research, you got everything lined up, and I'm so loving how your trip is going so far as you're describing this all to us. And I'm wondering if there were any kind of special things that you planned out as you were kind of doing all this research and pre-planning your trip. Yeah, and that's kind of another way how, you know, our family is kind of right in between you and Pam there, because we try to do things pretty frugally you know we brought all our own snacks in the park we did we ordered groceries and had breakfast in our at our resort before we went to the parks and tried to save money in some of those ways but then we also decided to splurge a little bit and everyone in the family got to pick one special experience that they could do during the trip an extra paid experience oh that's cool so yeah, it was really fun. And so we, we pulled up a whole list of all the different experiences that there are. And honestly, I didn't even realize there's a whole section on tours. And now I kind of wish I'd offered that to, to Coda because he is our intellectual child. And he would have loved some of the yeah. behind-the-scenes things and getting to learn about those inner workings. Hamish would have been bored out of his mind. <laughs> Coda would have loved that. So I'm going to have to keep that in the back of my mind for next time. <laughs> sure, sure. But but what we what we came together, we made the list, and 
what we all ended up picking is Sean ended up doing Savi's workshop at Hollywood Studios, and he got to make a lightsaber. <laughs> very, very yeah. cool. Yeah, that was an amazing experience, and it really is an experience. You're not just building a lightsaber. They really immerse you into the world, and, you know, it's the secretive workshop that you're being swooped away to, and they really... It is an immersive experience, which is just incredible. And the lightsaber comes with a really nice carrying case, too. And we ended up shipping that back home so we didn't have to tote that in our luggage. A resort was able to take care of that. And that was a really nice way to do that. Um, but he was really pleased with that experience and had a lot of fun with it. So that's good to know so that you oh. can just go to your concierge yeah. and have them kind of set that all up for you. And then that's one less thing to work worry about on your way home <laughs> yes and they can ship pretty much anything back we didn't go to the concierge we actually went to the gift shop okay our resort which is where you pick up your parcels mm -hmm. if you're staying on resort for those that don't know if you purchase something in the parks you can ask the store that you buy it in at the parks to have it sent back to your resort for you that's a perk of staying on Disney property. So you don't have to tote souvenirs around with you all day. So we were able to send the lightsaber back to the resort. And then when you send things back to the resort, you pick them up at your resort's gift shop. So we picked it up there and then we asked the resort if they could ship it back home. And I don't know if they use UPS or FedEx or whatever, but it's $17.95 a package, at least at the time we went this mm -hmm. month. And that is per package because we also sent a second package home that had two nutcrackers and a precious moments. But for all three of those items, because it was being shipped in one box, it was seventeen ninety five to ship all of them back. Oh, okay. And so much cheaper than paying for a whole other suitcase. <laughs> Absolutely. And one less thing to have to carry through the airport and get on the plane and whatever else. So, exactly, because a lot of people say the Savi's lightsabers, you can bring them as a carry-on, but some airlines do charge for it as a carry-on, which can be like $30, $25, $30, mm -hmm. $35, and man, that thing is seriously big. It's almost as tall as I am, <laughs> and ridiculously short, but it is really tall, <laughs> so I, I would not want to be toting that around through an airport and on airplanes. Sure. So I highly recommend shipping it back home. And it is insured. So if, God forbid, something happens during the shipping, it is insured. Perfect. And I have to ask, has Sean been playing with his lightsaber since you got back from your trip? A little bit. He's kind of afraid to because he doesn't <laughs> want it to break because um, it really is nice. It's it's almost more of a display piece, and that's what a lot of people do with the Savi's lightsabers is they display them. So we actually hopped on Amazon, and we found some acrylic holders that are really cheap, so we can actually mount it on the wall. Oh, very cool. I love that. And what did he get as far as, like, the laser portion goes? The kyber crystal. You pick up oh, the oh. kyber crystal you want. Kyber and crystal. he picked out a blue one. Very nice. Uh, you'll have to send me a picture because I'm curious to see how it turned out, like the final product. Yes, and it's really fun. And actually, lately now, there have been a lot of meetups 
at Hollywood Studios where there's these impromptu, they put them out online and they try to gather as many people as possible who did Savvy's that day to go over to the Millennium Falcon at night and light up all their lightsabers and they take this giant group picture and it looks amazing. <laughs> oh, that's so very cool. Definitely Google that, Savvy's lightsaber meetup at Hollywood Studios. Those are some incredibly fun pictures when you see like a hundred people with these amazing lightsabers. Oh, the wow. It's really fun. That's awesome. So that kind of also leads into what Coda picked to do for his special extra experience. Tell us a little bit about what Coda picked. Yes, Coda. Well, he was he was down to two options. He was considering the Pirate League and the Build a Droid at the Droid Depot in Hollywood Studios. Um, he ended up forgoing the Pirate League because he has some sensory problems and he can't tolerate face paint, and that's a big part of Pirate League is face paint. Yeah. So. He did turn that down. If anyone else is looking forward to that experience, though, please note that it is permanently closing on July 27th of 2020. It is on the Disney website that that is closing. So if you have a kiddo that's been wanting to do that, please be aware of that timeline. <laughs> that's good to um, know. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he so he chose the Droid Depot and he wanted to make a droid. And I highly recommend if anyone <laughs> has a kid who wants to build a droid, look at the options online beforehand. I did try to withhold pictures of what the Droid Depot actually looked like. So that could be kind of a cool surprise and more of an experience. Mm -hmm. But there are so many options. There's BB droids and R-series droids. The R-droids have all different shapes and colors of heads, and you pick out the legs, and there's so many components to choose. I highly recommend, especially if you have a kiddo that can be indecisive, look at the options ahead of time. Sure. And I also recommend going for the R-droid. Sure, the BB droids are really cool, and it's really amazing that they can roll and the head kind of follows, so it almost always stays on top, but that head falls off really easy. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot tell you how many disappointed kids there were at the little droid playground area testing out their droids, and the heads just kind of Oh, falling. no, that's not right. You'd never want to see a droid's no, head fall off. it was so sad. <laughs> oh, no. They were really little, and they were getting so frustrated. Oh, no. And if they drive too fast, if you turn too quick, if you stop too quick, if it bumps into anything, that head just kept falling right off. <laughs> okay, I so... Coda was the only kid that had an R-series droid at that playground and he was the happiest kid there he made the right <laughs> choice for sure oh my goodness <laughs> so tell yeah. me about Hamish what did he choose to do for his extra Hamish chose to do Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique that's right folks it's not just for girls <laughs> we do have a night package which is amazing <laughs> and they get the same experience as girls basically they get you know the time in front of the magic mirror they can pick out a costume they get their hair done 
but it's just a knight costume instead of a princess costume. And That's the knights so also cool. come with a shield and a sword, which are some really heavy-duty foam, and they're actually really nice. So that is the experience he picked out, and he absolutely loved it. And he even picked out a knight name for himself. He was Sir Kitty. I love that. And how long does this experience take usually? It was about a 45 minute experience. Okay. Probably. Okay. And this is one I would definitely recommend to have the memory maker for because there is a memory maker, a PhotoPass photographer at the boutique and they will take pictures during the hairstyling. Oh. And then at the end, we we went to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique in Disney Springs. So obviously some of the details may be different at some of the other locations. But the one in Disney Springs, after they have their hair done, they get whisked away to another room where there is a backdrop from Cinderella and the pumpkin carriage and they take pictures of the kiddos in front of the carriage which is really sweet oh they also very have cool a photo pass photographer there so I highly recommend the memory maker for that experience oh that's great to know and speaking of memory maker <laughs> Angela tell us what your kind of what you asked for for your extra for your special thing that you wanted at Disney <laughs> my experience was really cheap I just wanted everyone to smile for pictures. Oh my gosh, I was like cracking up when you told me that because you sound exactly like how I sound. I'm like, I just want everybody to smile and be happy in this picture. Yes. <laughs> and that's what I wanted. And we, we got the memory maker and we got a great deal. Military, um, qualifying military can get the memory maker for only $99. As opposed to buying it ahead of time, you can get it for one sixty nine, or when you go to the parks, it's one ninety nine. So military gets half off the full park price, which is phenomenal. And we ended up with three hundred and sixty pictures, and there's also videos and ride photos and so many cool things. And so I was just thrilled because that was really part of my experiences. I wanted those photos to be able to look back on. Oh, so the kids over all did a pretty good job of participating in the photos <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I love that I'm right there with you though like that the only thing I want to come back from a Disney trip is just all the photos and the memories and to me like that's what kind of sticks and helps you kind of relive those vacations even mm -hmm. like you know next year when you're suffering from the Disney blues because you don't have a trip planned and you can just go back and look at your pictures and just have all those fond memories all collected up. Yeah. And one fun tip for the photo photo pass thing too is in Disney Springs there is a photo pass photo studio that is completely free and they have the photographers there. So if you have memory maker, you just go in and they have like a green screen in the background that they can put all kinds of backgrounds on and they tell you to, you know, do certain things and then those backgrounds show up magically in the photos. So we went after the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique experience and one of the photos they had Hamish stand and like point up his sword like he was battling something. Oh. And when we looked at the pictures afterwards, it was the Maleficent Dragon and it looked like he was battling it. It was so cool. That is awesome. That's very, very cool. I love that. 
Oh, man. Yes, it was very neat. And there was no wait. I mean, we were in, and they're really quick. The PhotoPass photographers are all amazing at what they do, and they're really quick about it. So we got tons of great photos from there. And I don't think a lot of people know about it. Yeah, <laughs> I actually did really not know cool about place. it until you just said that. So that's a good, that's yep, a good pointer. Go. <laughs> oh, man. So you did so much preparing for your trip, and I love that. You kind of had a lot of things taken care of and knew what to expect. But did anything surprise you during your trip? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's it's Disney. <laughs> there are surprises everywhere you turn. And no matter how much you prepare, I mean, there's always going to be things you don't know about because it's just so immense and some of the really fun surprises were at the end of it's a small world i don't know how they do it i don't want to know how they do it <laughs> i'm just chalking it up to disney magic but they show your names on screens at the end the final room they have goodbye in lots of different languages and then they put names up on the screens. And so Coda and Hamish, we went on we went on Small World twice because we did two days of Magic Kingdom. And Coda and Hamish had their names on the screens at first. And then on the last day, we had Mom, Dad, and Hamish's name all showed up on the screens <laughs> at the end, which was just so cool. That is cool. <laughs> But I will say it kind of creeps me out a little bit that Disney is like so stalkerish sometimes and they like I know. Yeah, they they know where you are at all times. Um I think it's the tracker in your magic band. I, I definitely had that thought at first, but then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say it. it's really cool Disney magic. It is. So I just let it go. <laughs> it is it is cool Disney magic. Disney is amazing. What can we say? <laughs> yes. So what are like the top 3 like either takeaways or tips that you would say that you learned or could like give to our listeners from your trip? Sure. You know, every family is so different, so I don't really like to give specific tips because everyone's situations are so different. And that's probably the first big tip and takeaway is you know your family's needs the best. Don't be afraid to do what works for you. Some people are going to tell you things like, oh, my four-year-old didn't need a stroller and strollers are a pain in the butt. Don't bring one with. And other people are going to say, oh, my gosh, our trip would have been so miserable if we didn't have that stroller for our seven-year-old. Some people will tell you don't bother with water bottles because you can get free water anywhere and you don't want to have to carry them. But other people, if they don't have a water bottle with them, they're going to get really dehydrated. There is no one right, right way that works for everybody. Just do what works best for you and your family and prepare in advance based on your needs. And I love this. Our primary caregiver who works with families in the parks all the time, she told us one day because she just absolutely loved how much we had planned. And she told us that even the most loving families who never fight, if they come to Disney with no preparation at all, they're going to be yelling at each other by the end of the day. Yeah, I can see that happening. Disney is a very magical place, but it can also be kind of overwhelming and stressful. And, you know, I do love what you say about, you know, everybody does Disney differently. There's no right way. There's no wrong way to do Disney. I feel like you are a really good mediator for Pam and I because we kind of like to go at each other sometimes like, oh, my way is superior. <laughs> oh, no, my way is superior. And, you know, we like to give each other a hard time about it. But it's obviously all in fun and like you said you know 
different strokes for different folks and they're you're gonna enjoy the way that you design your trip to be so i i love that tip yeah definitely all right what else my second tip Mm -hmm. is about being realistic you are not going to be able to do everything I'm going to repeat that again because this is really crucial for people to understand. (laughs) You aren't going to be able to do everything. It's just impossible. And you really need to accept that ahead of time and really impress it upon your children and expect that there may be some disappointment because some rides go down, some get closed for refurbishment, which happened to us. Two of our favorite things we were really excited about Test Track and Splash Mountain, and they were both closed. Aww. <laughs> oh, I know. And, you know, not all the characters are out every day. So if you have a kid that's just bound and determined to meet a certain character, you've really got to help them realize that it's possible that might not happen. Sure. Because sure. otherwise you may end up with just a completely heartbroken child that that's all they remember about Disney is that they didn't get to meet their favorite character. Yeah. So set realistic expectations and then just be pleasantly surprised if you're able to do more than that. That's great. I love that pointer. That's a great tip. Yeah. All right, your third. My third takeaway, and I've heard I heard a lot of people talking about this before the trip, and I didn't realize we'd be able to get to experience so much of it, though. But everyone talks about that Disney magic and how you don't know when Disney magic is going to happen or from where. But something really important to remember is that you can spread Disney magic, too. And all it takes is a smile or being kind or saying a sincere thank you. You know, if there's a kid having a meltdown in line, instead of rolling your eyes and making a snarky comment, just smile and ask the kid what their favorite character is or compliment something about them. And we definitely experience it ourselves. Um, For example, our six-year-old Hamish, he got off of a ride that he was super excited to go on and he himself asked to do but he got really really scared when he was on the ride and the second he got off of it he just started sobbing hysterically and you know rather than having unkind people you know looking at us glaring at us we had a really really kind woman in front of us who turned and just started asking him questions and he calmed down within 10 seconds and then he was just chatting up happily with her <laughs> in about 20 seconds. Aww. I mean, that's incredible. And we are so thankful to that woman. Yes, <laughs> of course. Turn that around so quickly. Aww. And another day, we were taking the raft back across from Tom Sawyer's Island. And there was a little boy who was probably about three or four years old who was crying. And he had been crying for a long time. And you could tell the parents were, you know, they had just kind of had it with crying. <laughs> yeah. And I can whistle with my hands to sound like a train whistle. <laughs> weird talent. But I got down right to his level and I just started whistling. The kids stopped crying instantly. Oh. He was so confused why this random stranger was looking at him and how on earth I was whistling with my hands. You threw him <laughs> off his crying game. And the parents were so grateful. Yeah. <laughs> you could just see the relief on their face. Oh, that's so, awesome. You know, it really doesn't take much. But if we all spread the Disney magic while we were there, it just makes things 
that much more magical for everybody. Absolutely. Like, take a deep breath, look around you, and realize I'm at Disney right now. Like, <laughs> there's nothing to be, you know, upset or aggravated about, right? Like, I'm at Disney. And yeah, like you said, just spread exactly. that magic when you can. So, yeah, exactly. Angela. It sounds like you had an amazing trip and I'm so, so excited that you guys went. And I'm curious to know, what was your favorite memory from the trip? Oh gosh, I'd probably have to say our favorite memory is when we did the character breakfast on our day off. And that's primarily because, as I said, you know, our kids really need that preparation for things to help lessen their anxiety. So we couldn't be one of those families that, you know, were in the airport and then told our kids, oh yeah, by the way, we're flying to Disney. <laughs> the videos are so cool <laughs> and they look so much fun, but we would never be able to do that with our kids. But we still wanted to have a little bit of that magic. And so we had booked the character breakfast for Ohana, which has Lilo and Stitch and Mickey Mouse. And then they also had Pluto outside the restaurant that you meet either before or after. And we had booked that because we knew that Coda's, one of Coda's favorite characters was Stitch and that he really wanted to meet him. And we kept that a secret the entire time. <laughs> Believe you me, we did book that out 180 days in advance, yeah. as you should do with your dining reservations. And we did not tell him though. So when people, you know, we were getting ready to take transportation over to the Polynesian for that, people were asking questions. Our caregiver the night before was asking what our plans were on the off day. We would just tell people, the kids know we're going to breakfast at the Polynesian. <laughs> That's what they know. Perfect. <laughs> Giving Perfect. Them a look, like, don't you dare say anything because everyone knows <laughs> breakfast at the Polynesian means Ohana character breakfast. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, do not ruin the surprise. Um, and so we managed to keep it a surprise. They knew we were going to breakfast at the Polynesian. That was it. And we made it all the way into the restaurant. And we happened to get there when the characters were all doing a conga line around the restaurant with the kids. <laughs> and the look on Coda's face when Stitch came around <laughs> was so priceless and it beat any of those videos of kids finding out they were going to Disney. I mean, oh, he was I love just that. so elated. It was it was just a beautiful moment and it made everything in the trip so worthwhile to see that pure joy on the face. Oh, and then I love later that. on Stitch picked his nose and wiped a booger in Hamish's hair. <laughs> and that's his favorite memories from the trip cuz he just thought that was hysterical. Of course, of course. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I am so... That was so, a really cool experience. Yeah. I am so glad you did your homework. You did your preparation. You planned this amazing trip, but you also had realistic expectations. Like you said that not you might not be able to do everything and some things might mm -hmm. go wrong. Like some rides were under refurbishment and things like that. But in the end, like all these amazing experiences like came together and they just made a wonderful trip for you guys. So... I thank you so much for sharing, you know, all this great info that you had, things that you were able to do on your trip, things Pam and I haven't experienced either, like the, the in-park childcare services and some of the extras that you did. Very fun. And so I just thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I hope you all have a very magical day.
Thanks for listening, everyone. That's it for this week. We would love to get to know you through social media. You can reach us at SpoonfulPod. That's S-P-O-O-N-F-U-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also at SpoonfulPod on both Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can also like us at Facebook.com slash SpoonfulPod. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. And now you can also find your favorite sprinkle of Disney sugar on Google Play Music, as well as Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Thanks for joining us and sprinkling a little sugar into your day. Thanks for listening. Spoonful out. Spoonful out.